Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, <laughs> Were you trying to mix that up a little bit there? Pete, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what there I was There was a TV to do, show in, that's, in, that's, in that's Britain called... Uh, through the keyhole and uh, Sir David Frost uh, who obviously helped bring down Richard Nixon one of the US's presidents uh, David, Fro- uh, David Frost uh, <laughs> it, it, at the end he, he, I think at that point in his career he was a bit of a, a he was a bit of a drinker which is you know absolutely fine you know you took down a president you're allowed to have a drink uh, but he uh, at the end of every episode <laughs> of uh, in the middle of every episode of, uh, of Through the Keyhole he would, it was basically a mystery house competition like you'd go they'd show you a video clip of a house and you had to guess which celebrity's house it was uh, it's a little bit like Mass Singer but it's a house oh, I remember that, yeah. and he was like uh, and he goes it's a burglar's yeah, exactly. dream and he goes uh, he would always go who's ha- let's find out who house this is <laughs> just reminded me of that let's find out whose house this is <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like he's had a few well, he drinks. Would, he would he would reportedly famously uh, have uh, a little a little cup of a little cup of coffee uh, on his on his desk, and uh, he would refill that from a, a little a little adult coffee from his uh, from his little armoire that he was in his little his little uh, desk situation <laughs> that he was sat behind, and uh, he, he would film three a day, and you could always tell what part of the day it was to how how slurry he was. <laughs> who's how? Who's how? Who's I think you could find the same with the podcast. How much, like, what time of yeah. the day it is when I'm when I'm on it? In the morning, I'm a ride yeah. off. I need a whole day. run up, a right. whole day of food and coffee and excitement <laughs> before I sit down to do a podcast. Otherwise, I'm just really like lethargic and rubbish, and I have no opinion. Well, they say things, that you should so. do all of That's your I- um, all of your heavy lifting, all of your uh, your weightlifting in the morning, and do all of your cardio. In the evening, which I kind of understand that. It kind of makes yeah. sense, I suppose. Split it up a little bit, but I can't do that. <laughs> I, I find like I just have no like raw strength mm. in the morning. I can't mm. do anything. Like my muscles are yeah. rubbish. So yeah, every whenever I achieve anything, it's usually sometime after four p.m. Any time before that, it's yeah. not happening. <laughs> 
but I, you might, it might sound like I'm next to a jumbo jet all of a sudden. I'm next to my computer, mm. which is rendering something, rendering a oh. video that's coming out. It's, it's felt like a while since there's been a Braun Japan video. I, I don't really know why. Why has it been so bad? I, oh, yeah, I know why. Because I spent all my time building a flying car for a 10-second That's super. right. I spent like five days... <laughs> building something for what's a 10 slash 15 second sequence <laughs> what a moron uh, why have I done this uh, an idiot Pete. yeah well don't be like I me I think uh, w- uh, what I like about this is it's kind of like, almost like meeting Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen isn't it it's like kind of you can hear the uh, the, the computer <laughs> are you multitasking on your computer are you recording this on in a window and then in the background you've got your Mac sort of good yeah this is amazing what a powerful computer you must have well it's rendering on the iMac and I'm speaking to you oh, on the well, MacBook Pro absolutely so, fine I do yeah. worry I do worry <laughs> a room a room stacked full of yeah. computers <laughs> the YouTuber lifestyle <laughs> we got a story this week from someone who claims to be the fat Vin oh. Diesel and it begins hi there kinky Chris and pervy Pete <laughs> pervy Pete how do you feel about mind that, it. Pete? I don't mind it mate don't worry about it <laughs> you've accepted yeah. that with <laughs> worryingly with worrying oh, ease if you're going to get uh, upset at this Lenny. point in your life <laughs> why bother that's the spirit that's the spirit Pete my name's Lenny and I'm from Sweden uh, my brother and I two short chunky dudes from Sweden <laughs> went on a proper bender in Tokyo in July and stumbled into a lovely bar in Ikebukuro Ooh. where we got a solid welcome and a barrage of questions I was wearing a new fancy shirt which according to my brother made me look like a Colombian drug lord <laughs> he told one of the local bar patrons about this and the surprise patron said oh no no he looks great he looks like Vin Diesel <laughs> my brother was in shock and the friendly man corrected himself oh sorry I think <laughs> I meant he looks like a fat oh. Vin Diesel and proceeded to tell me it's all good because I wore I wore my fat with pride it's all good what is this place <laughs> <laughs> I still struggle to understand what that means <laughs> two years and many kilos less later I returned to Tokyo with my girlfriend another patron another bar asked if we worked out and I explained that I go to the gym now he raised an eyebrow and said oh the gym but you're so fat I was only 5 kilograms overweight at this point and made it my mission to be fit as a fiddle next time I go back though unfortunately food is just too damn yeah. tasty you got this Chris you'll conquer those Alps with your six pack in no time all the best from fat Vin Diesel I mean this is pretty worrying every bar Lenny went in he's getting bullied for being slightly yeah. overweight that's pretty what unusual. I would say is that uh, Fat Vin Diesel is very much just Vin Diesel. I think it's fair to say, surely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what, how do you qualify to be a Fat mm. Vin Diesel. But uh, there you go. That's, that's, I just, that's I just nice, like the fact it? that every, like, Lenny is just kind of every, every little what every year he's going to come back and he's going to be thinner and thinner and thinner. <laughs> it's like, how do you like me now, Tokyo? How do you fucking like me now? <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Is, yeah, what? What's the next level? <laughs> oh, you're anorexic yeah. now. What is like? Bloody hell, honestly, disgraceful. Sorry. Fat shaming yeah. in Japan. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Japan, they've got a very interesting relationship mm. with weight. Uh, I've just the video that I'm wrapping now. I've talked about misconceptions about Japan, yeah. right? And one of the misconceptions is that uh, Japanese food is mm. healthy. And I basically went through the ten most popular dishes and categorically kind of explained how they're not healthy (laughs) in any way, shape or form. And the reason Japanese people are thinner is apparently 
they walk 2,000 steps a day more than the average American uh. in a day. They eat 200 calories less. They don't snack or eat stuff between meals because the carb-heavy lunch, dinner, meals kind of keep them right, full okay. in between. And also it's rude not to eat your dinner or lunch. You have to eat it. You have to eat, eat everything. Your dinner. Um, and number four... You got that external pressure, right? People bullying you and calling you fat Vin Diesel. So it's those sort of four factors, rather than oh, they eat rice and a vegetable and a fish. It's not that Japanese food is. It, yeah, obviously it's like less calories in it, but it's not as healthy as people think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I went on a rant about that for like ten minutes in this video. It should be out by the time this podcast cool. comes out. You don't think the food's healthy, do you? Um, I think you have the option to... If you're going to spend uh, money on high-end sushi and uh, and stuff like that, but I, the, all the good stuff is like your okonomiyaki, just, you know, fried, eggy mess, isn't it, really? <laughs> eggy, floury pancake, mm. really, isn't it? Uh, but, you know, I guess, like, having... I guess like kind of like a bit of a bit of yakitori chicken with like barbecue sauce. I mean that's not gonna, you know, it's, it's chicken's pretty good for you. Uh, you're not eating a lot of. It's not really carby and like absolutely laced with mm. the most oily oil. I think that that that's fair. But you're right. Like, they've just got good public public transport. You can rely on it. Um, and so it's not even worth just sitting <laughs> in a car all day. I've put on a stone since I started uh, learned to drive. I have to admit. Uh, so yeah. I remember, yeah, I, I, I ballooned in size when I got my first mm. car, Fiat Punte, in like 2007 yeah. or whatever it was. My my weight went up like five Mad, kilograms in six months because I'd be like, I could walk five metres down the road or I could drive. <laughs> and that would happen like every day. Yeah. So be careful if you get a car. And that is, yeah, that's a good reason, actually, a, a good point. Like the reason they do more steps in Japan is people do commute on foot or by bicycle mm. a lot more. Um, and car ownership I regret taking this out of the video now I had a whole, a whole section on this I kind of expanded on yeah. it but uh, it, the car ownership is only 60 I think 8% in Japan right. and like in America it's more like 95% so yeah lots of factors it's not that people just eat fish and are magically healthy there are some interesting <laughs> factors underpinning it um, anyway fat Vin Diesel aside what's the news of the week Pete what's going on in Japan oh, this week oh Chris you at uh, the point of uh, that where I, I, I see you, experience you, enjoy you, enjoy you uh, of this evening. You are uh, <laughs> a sleepy boy who just wants to go to sleep and uh, not to do his video editing. So may I recommend installing what offices all around Japan are installing? Nap boxes. <laughs> what? These what are the uh, freestanding uh, boxes that are designed for staff to sleep in, but not only sleep in but sleep standing up uh, the creation came for uh, from two companies hoping to encourage a healthy office culture in Japan um, uh, the furniture specialist Itoki uh, met with plywood supplier uh, Goyoju Gohan and basically they've made this sort of tube it looks like a little rocket uh, where you can just pop yourself in like a, a, a freestanding um, vertical coffin uh, and just sit in there for a bit uh, and have a have a little snooze uh, I'm not really sure exactly Ooh. why they are vertical and not horizontal surely just let them sleep if you're going to let them sleep why is it better that they're sleeping standing up is that kind of like is that kind of like readiness of being able to sort of jump out at any uh, moment and do some work I, I don't understand why you would have a box that you stand I mean, in and you uh, can you sleep standing up I don't think I can sleep standing up it's terrible no 
Nobody, nobody can sleep standing up. And now we're going to get a raft of emails from people that can sleep standing up. But no, no nobody does. It's probably because of space. Yeah. Like offices are yeah. small. Maybe that's it. This is ridiculous. This is the second article mm. this week I've heard about sleeping in Japanese offices. My dad sent me a message uh, of like a Twitter mm. clip. And it's a, an article, a story of some people in Japanese offices sleeping at their desk on a pillow. What is it with sleeping in Japan this week? <laughs> this is bollocks. This is, uh, there's a comment <laughs> beneath the photo of this tube, right? And it's like, oh, it looks like my meat smoker. It does. It, it does. does. It, it looks, looks like, like Remember when those um, Chilean <laughs> miners got stuck underground and they made that rocket to sort of... Ja- and they would just God. take up one miner at a time until they extricated, uh, extracted, like, loads of them. Uh, that that It's basically that. <laughs> it basically <laughs> looks that? like that. They just yeah, stole it. Wild. They stole it from a chili, a mine in Chile. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know why, why this is, this is happening. Like when I, well, this is stupid. Like when I worked at a school, yeah. there was a, a room, yeah. like a staff room that nobody ever went in, except when they wanted to nap yeah. or make phone calls to their wife. Mm. Or husband, and they had like a tatami mat, and you could go in there, grab a pillow, or whatever, and sort of curl up yeah. in a ball and fall asleep. And I usually did it if I was hungover, yeah. which was a lot more often than, often than I probably <laughs> should have been as a teacher, as a as an excellent teacher. Of English. But like, yeah, you just go in there and yeah. sleep, right? So I don't know why a nap box is necessary. Have a little room, or or make the nap box lie down like a yeah. coffin. Don't make it stand up like a smoking. Like <laughs> At least like lean smoking. it over. What? At least you can sort of lean it up. Uh, I mean, to be fair, even the Japanese are going. I, I mean, why why even made it vertical? That's just ridiculous. It looks it looks like Tintin's rocket. It's it's just it's just absolutely stupid. Nobody sleeps like a bird. So uh, I don't think it's going to catch on personally. Give us a little room. Just give, just give us a little space underneath your desk. Get make it acceptable. Just have a little snooze. <laughs> I, I've said it before on this very podcast. I appreciate an afternoon snooze. I'm probably going to do on this afternoon I was d- out drinking yesterday <laughs> dear, dear oh dear, dear. I mean I, I don't really know people work very long hours mm. in Japan we know that uh, like some people do over 80 hours of overtime each month yeah. which is insane and often it's unpaid mm. right so overtime in Japan is, is unpaid and it's kind of expected you're going to do it if you want to get a pay rise or you want to get promoted yeah. they will look at not necessarily who's done the best mm. work, but who's been there in the room physically yeah. the yeah. longest, and uh, and also and also you can't often leave until your boss yeah. is left, and your boss will be a dick and not ever leave the office <laughs> and just sit there all evening. So I guess that's it's a reaction to that. Yeah. Maybe I've got a better idea. Why not just remove overtime and let people fucking go yeah. home? and live a life why is the work-life balance so yeah. bad like honestly Japan needs to address its strict office culture and ridiculous overtime rather than building an upright coffin for people to sleep in like why do they look at situations of problems like this that are so easy yeah. to solve just, and just make things thrice as complicated don't have that weird culture oh, yeah, yeah. it's drying out the wall yeah. honestly but there you go guys what do you think of that check it out um <laughs> Check out nap boxes in Japan. <laughs> Google that and get ready for insanity. We'll be back in just a moment with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash Japan. And we're back with a fax machine. What have we got this week for our listeners, Mr. Dolph? We've got a message from Colin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, Colin. Uh, dear Chris and Pete, I recently visited Chris's lovely hometown of Maidstone and went to Moat Park, which <laughs> has a tourist attraction wow. called the Historic Waterfall. After faffing about trying to find it, it turned out to be a two-foot-high dribble of water over some rocks. Very disappointed. <laughs> but there was an ice cream hut nearby, so not all bad. Have you ever been excited to visit a tourist attraction in Japan only to find something equally disappointing? All the best. Colin I uh, have only ever seen one waterfall in Japan and Chris took me to it and it was very beautiful so did I yeah you did you took when? me to a big waterfall it was very nice when yeah, I was, you've made you, it up. I did it you've I've lied. got pictures I'll prove it <laughs> you got pictures I got of pictures I, I you know I, I felt the um, the King Kakuji temple was a bit disappointing in Kyoto mm. I don't it's not that the te- I mean to be fair it was more the atmosphere. Like the, the temple itself is impressive. Yeah. But a lot of places like that in Kyoto, they're overwhelmed with tourists. Not only do you have like crowds of people so you can't enjoy it, yeah. but like you have to sort of go, you're sort of ushered down these narrow pathways and you sort of bumble down it mm. and you're in and out really quickly 
and uh, it's not it's not a fun experience. I I and I, so I guess that it's it's more just the tourism aspect of it. But yeah, King Kakuji always pissed me off. Um, <laughs> and what else? Can you, is there anything you've been let down by in in, in Japan? Uh, you've, you've travelled a fair bit. I don't know. I think. Um, uh, no, I think that I I I think anything that kind of like is in every tourist uh, book and on every tourist video is always going to be a bit of a shame. Um I think the uh, Roppongi uh, Tokyo Tower is a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> Roppongi Tokyo Like the Tokyo, Tokyo Tower. Tower. The Tokyo Tower in Roppongi is just a copy of the uh, Eiffel Tower, but they they have those things in every town. They got one in Sapporo. We went up up it, didn't we? Like a big do, big yeah. old uh, yeah, yeah. big old tower. So the 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 proliferation of the amount of uh, copies of the Eiffel Tower Tower is uh, stark, <laughs> very amusing to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was um, what's there's a place I went to in um, Kyushu mm. that claimed to be the Venice of Japan. Yes, okay. Uh, it's called. I think it was called Yanagawa. Mm. Yanagawa. I think I'm right and think it was Yanagawa. I did a video there, and I was quite ill that day. But it was just not very good. Right. And I remember we. we I really wanted to film it. I, is it Yanagawa? No, it's not Yanagawa. There's somewhere else. Shit. Anyway, there's a, there's there's everywhere claims to be the Venice of Japan, right? Loads of places. The, the only good ones Kurashiki, and I did a video there called like uh, being vegan in Japan for a day, right? And if you watch that, it's a it, you know it's absolutely stunning. Um, but there's a few towns like that that claim to be the Venice of Japan, and it's just like a sodden, like a puddle <laughs> and a boat in it, and a man looking very grumpy. So be careful which which Venice of Japan you go to. The one place that did really surprised me in a good way mm. right was the Totori sand dunes like the massive sand dunes yeah right because you see this for years I'd seen it as like this the desert the desert of Japan and uh, so I thought oh it's going to be rubbish yeah it's going to be like a small a small clump of sand <laughs> but I got there and it was absolutely astonishing huge and the scenery was amazing and the gene was really bloody tall like you wouldn't want to walk up it I kicked <laughs> Natsuki down it he struggled to get back up it was brilliant <laughs> I want to go back there and do something so that that was like a, a good example of something that did impress me but yeah heaven knows oh no I went to a place called the the Grand Canyon of Japan right right okay and it's like it's it's the shittest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they are really clutching at straws. You, you have this with certain prefectures that don't have things. Yeah, they, they like make something up, like oh, the smallest mountain in Japan, mm. right? There's there's a few places that claim to have the smallest mountain in Japan. It's like a hill that's one <laughs> meter high. There's one in like near Sendai, and they're like oh, it's the smallest mountain. It's not a fucking it's mountain, not a mountain is then, it? is it? It's a mountain of something sand. Silly, it's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, Grand Canyon of Japan. Brilliant. It was like a hill. With nothing of value, lovely stuff. And it, I was so angry; they made me drive to it. This, I was doing like an article, and I had to like go and explore it and take photos and write about it. <laughs> I drove for three hours to this remote corner of Almori, looked, <laughs> and I was like, I can't see it. And they were like, You're in it. This is it. And I was like, What? <laughs> what? Uh, do you know what I've been through to get here? Yeah. So yeah, be careful. Do your homework first because right. there's a lot of places in Japan that uh, like to big themselves up um, but not as much as Maidstone's historic waterfall I didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> uh, Nick says hi Chris and Pete I've read that in upper class sushi restaurants they encourage you to eat with your hands instead of using chopsticks I prefer to eat sushi with my fingers since I can dip it in the soy sauce easier but I'm wondering how common is it in lower class sushi restaurants such as Sushiro my favourite uh, kaiten sushi chain in Japan am I allowed to do this many thanks guys uh, Nick 
well, Nick, you are allowed to do it. There's no rules. Mm. I don't like doing it because it's just messy and you get soy sauce all over your fingers. I think the reason they do it, upper, upper class sushi restaurants or high-end chains, right, they brush the soy sauce on on the sort of on top of the fish. Yeah. Um, so you don't need to dip it in. It's all ready for you to go. They present it to you, expertly curated and handcrafted, and then you pick it up with your fingers and gulp it down. Whereas <laughs> at like a, a, another sushi restaurant, like a conveyor belt sushi place, you have to do that yourself. Right. You know, peasant style. <laughs> you have to pick things up and actually dip them in the soy sauce. And, uh, yeah, so I use chopsticks because I don't like getting it all over my fingers. Right. What about you, Pete? Any I preference? No, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I don't mind, uh, yeah, I don't mind a bit of uh, finger action after uh, your mate was doing, <laughs> your, your mate, the big dog, was uh, doing it. Uh, Yuki uh, was, uh, was, was eating it with his Yuki. hands and I was like, oh, he's just a cool dude, isn't he? So He's just a cool I'm dude, a- isn't he? I remember that time we went for sushi in Sakata mm. after we'd seen Natsuki and you were astonished that the man had made the sushi with his hands. Yes. You were like, yeah, oh God, he touched like... it. <laughs> what's, that, what's all that about? That's how sushi's made. <laughs> yeah, I it, know. Why did, I just, it, why I just, did that surprise you? It's just you? a bit intense just watching a man fart about with your food with his hands and you're like, oh, no, oh dear. Oh, no. I mean... I went to like uh, one of the best sushi restaurants in Miyagi Prefecture once and uh, the sushi was exceptional Mm. and um, I enjoyed it and so I went back again on a date uh, a few months later and then I looked at the guy's hands and his fingernails were all like mangled (laughs) and black and falling off filthy and I was like no I don't want to see that I don't want to see that maybe because he's making sushi it's like affected his fingers and hands right yeah yeah. once I saw that I uh I was a bit reluctant to go back. He's been filleting the fish just by pulling it apart. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder, I, I don't know, I don't think COVID has affected how sushi is made in Japan. I don't think people use gloves. Sometimes mm. they use plastic gloves, right. but really they would argue that it's not like real sushi craftsmanship. Yeah. Right? It has to be done with your fingers raw. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Good stuff. Uh, got one here from Alex. Over to you, Pete. We got a message from Alex, and he says, "Hello, Chris and Pete. I'm not the biggest fan of sun cream. Generally, feeling sticky all day is not fantastic, <laughs> but I'd rather that than burn. Uh, living in Japan, do you have to wear sunscreen every day uh, in in the spring or summer months? Does it become part of your morning routine, or do you stay inside mostly, dodging between buildings to escape the heat? That's got to be the plan, hasn't it? Just kind of like running from air conditioning uh, train to <laughs> to building, pretty constantly. I don't." I mean, I don't. I don't wear uh, sun cream in everyday life here. Mm. It's actually been really rainy this year, so there's been right. like no sun this summer. It's not good. <laughs> but yeah, you do get sunburned to pieces really fast. On um, on Journey Across Japan, the most recent series that's coming out in just a week or two. I we're rocking hour, and uh, it it was about April, and it was extremely hot, and I got heat stroke, sunstroke every single day. And it really fucked me up, and I was really taken out of it. I didn't really get badly sunburned, but the the heat—I don't know what it did to me—but it just like knocked me out every day, and I right. was on, on really bad form for the series. And mm. that's—I'm not looking forward to editing it and my <laughs> crappy performance as a result. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's, it's something to worry about. Something to worry but about. You burn you burn to pieces really easily, don't you, Pete? Um. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's usually because I've been stupid and not put um, sunscreen on. But uh, okay, <laughs> I can, I can, I can rock a tan every now and again if I get if I get a little bit of time in the sun. I'm, I'm looking pretty red right now. I, I put limited you amounts of uh, 
of sunscreen on yesterday and uh, just uh, it was so hot. I, we were out in uh, I'll talk about it in the next uh, show, but uh, I was out I, I was out in a field uh, all day, so uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was just a bit much after a while. I'm not a natural uh, sun worshiper. My partner very much is. She can stay out there for fucking ages, but me, I'm just like oh Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I suck at it. I remember when I did the um, Shimanami Kaido, the um, the cycle over the inland sea of Japan. Right, the first yeah, time yeah. I did that, height of August, absurd temperatures, extremely humid. Sun was out, <laughs> and I just got incinerated. And I got like the worst, like dangerous heat stroke. Yeah. By the end of the day, I was like bedridden, and I like I couldn't get out of bed for like two or three days. I just felt so rough. So, yeah. I I my friend was smart. He wore a hat. I had like a bandana which mm. had which did nothing it's it protected stuff. like a little bit of my forehead right I just want to look cool <laughs> I, I don't care about health cool. and safety I just want to look cool <laughs> this sweaty bandana uh, it's a lot of fun though but I won't be doing that again in August no uh, keep the stories questions comments coming in to abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com guys we'll be back later in the week to do all over again but for now no matter where you are out there in the big wide world have yourself a great week and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the abroad Japan podcast bye for now boom Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.